Hey, what's going on? This is Andrew Barrow. Uh, you already know your host of Suburban Dope. Um, before this episode comes on, I just wanted to let you guys know that I am now, I'm no longer on on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is, SoundCloud is done. Um, I have upgraded, I guess, if you will, um, to a different, a different hosting site. And this hosting site, uh, shout out to Anchor. Um, it's made for podcast and all, uh, my show is now on all major platforms. So I'm talking Apple, I'm talking, um, Google pod, you know, Google play, Spotify. I'm on breaker. I'm on Castbox. I'm on overcast, uh, pocket cast, radio, public stitcher, tune in. I'm on every single major platform now. Uh, SoundCloud was good to me. I was doing SoundCloud for a year. A lot of my plays came from SoundCloud. Uh, after a year and basically a month, a year, a year, yeah, a year, a year and a month, um, sixty nine hundred listens on SoundCloud, and I'm very, very, very grateful for it. Um, I thank you guys for it. But uh, I'm now on all the major platforms. So, yeah. Check me out. I'm here. Uh, I, I, I'm expecting a drastic drop in listens until it actually catches on. But that's why I wanted to put this little thing in the beginning of the episode just to let you guys know, hey, no longer on SoundCloud. Um, the show is now upgraded. Um, I don't have to pay uh, for my hosting site anymore either, which is dope. So, yeah, Suburban Dope is now everywhere. I'm officially everywhere so tell somebody let them be known you know let it be known i'm gonna go ahead and let this uh theme song come on in and we'll get to the show all right tell somebody man it's bourbon dope is everywhere this is suburban dope What's going on? What's up, everybody? Andrew Barrow, Suburban Dope. Yo, how y'all living, man? How y'all feeling? How's everybody's week? All that stuff, man. All that stuff. Yo, I did my first official show. Um, Like, we put on this show. Me and the homies, we did our show, the comedy get-together this weekend. And um, last minute... Venue change, we had the comedy club. We did it at a strip club. So that was interesting. <laughs> Never done comedy at a strip club before. Um, being up there on that stage, it felt like uh, it definitely gave me the Comedy Central, this is not happening vibes. Um, you know, that show where they have different comedians come on and tell stories like, you know, of wild and crazy shit and they do it in a strip club. Yeah, I felt like that. That's how I felt. And it felt good. It felt really good. Um, people actually came. It wasn't like, oh, snap, like nobody's here. Like people actually showed up, which was which was pretty dope. Um, minor little, you know, technical things and things that we got to iron out and work on, maybe do a little better with the marketing and the promoting. Definitely want to 
get the word out there more because we have the spot. The strip club is super dope. Um, we set up the chairs real nice. Uh, they have all the lights. They got everything going on. The DJ was dope. Um, we did the we did the podcast live. You all can actually go listen to it. I you know recorded it and put it out. Had to. Super dope. Uh, we talked about black power uh, versus white power in a strip club. Like heated, great debate. It was wonderful. I think that people will start to catch on to this slowly but surely. I think it will happen. I think that we have something dope. I think that our next show will be better. Our next show, uh, we're shooting for um, a March date. Not exactly sure when, but we're shooting for a March date, definitely. And I think that we have something. I think I'm going to get better at this hosting thing, it's very interesting to host. Like, I host here every week, yes, behind this mic, not in front of people, but, like, being up there, and it's like, oh, you have you have complete control of everybody, of everything that's going on right now. It's like, it's on you. That was interesting. So I'm hoping that I will become more comfortable up there. I think me being able to host and do it, I think I will be comfortable. It's only a matter of time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. This year has been interesting. Everything that I've said I wanted to do so far, I'm doing it. And it's a dope feeling. It really is a dope feeling. Um, shout out to my guys. You already know, Donnie, Dallas, Antmo. Like, we really are onto something here. We're onto something. It's gonna be interesting this year. And we've already got our eyes set on like a bigger venue, you know, more people, all that. So this is dope, man. This is dope. We like, you know, we have like the numbers, how much we both, how much each of us have to put in now. Like it's, this is interesting. This is the grind. This is the hustle. This is what, this is what, this is what I, this is what I said I wanted to do. And the homies, thank God I have them. We, we put our heads together and we, we 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 produced this show and we we gave it out and it's like yo we're gonna do that again and I guarantee you the next show is gonna be so much better I guarantee you and we'll only get better from then on so you all should come man <laughs> you should come you should come to strip club I, I believe the strip club's called Night Shift right out there in Baltimore it is dope um the strippers aren't stripping. But you should still come because, yo, you should come. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just come to the show. Either way, um, as you heard in the beginning of this, uh, my show is now on all major platforms. I've taken that leap. It is a scary leap because uh, since taking that leap, my plays have dropped drastically because I'm not on SoundCloud anymore. And I think a lot of people were listening to me on the SoundCloud. But see, this is what's dope is now I'm on all the major platforms so you can listen to me on Spotify where you listen to your music. You can listen to me on iTunes. You can listen to me on Google Play. Uh, you can listen to me on anything now. Stitcher, tune in. You heard, you heard my intro. I don't have to tell you it. I don't have to say it again. But... What I am going to say is, and what I am going to push is that Apple, uh, you know, the iTunes podcast and Spotify, there should be no excuse for you all not to be able to hear these episodes anymore because they're on there. So let's get it, man. I'm here. You already know. This week, let's get right into it. I watched a few things this week and uh, yeah, I haven't gone to the movies really this year yet. Um, hasn't been anything worth seeing uh, like for me um i think what two weeks from now yeah about two three weeks from now we got we got we got captain marvel and i'm trying to be in there so i still i still manage to find my way and do what i can on netflix but anyway spoilers this week uh ken jong he put out a stand-up special it's called i love you ho and uh he, uh, his wife, his, uh, her last name is Ho, so that's what that is. Um, he performed it at the Ice Club. I, I, I'm not, I, I wish I, I knew where it was. 
it's okay. It's just fine. Um, I don't like Ken Jong doing stand-up, not gonna lie. I think Ken Jong is a better comedic actor. His stand-up was very basic. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it also was it wasn't like forced funny. It felt like it wasn't really just it wasn't material. It was just him just saying stories about the hangover and meeting all these rich people. And that's and that's fine. That's great. It's funny. You know, not like he doesn't have an audience. He got an audience. He you know, people people like him. I just think he's a better comedic actor than a stand up comedian. So you can check it out if you want. I I I did it once and I was just like, ah, all right, Ken, I get it. You're funny, but you you you're not you're not you're not stand up comic funny. You know what I mean? But either way, it's up there. You can check it out now. Ray Romano put out a stand up special and it's called Right Around the Corner. And let me tell you, this shit was. It was classic. It was pure stand-up. I loved every minute of it. So Ray Romano performed this at the uh, the Comedy Cellar. Um, and he did it at the Comedy Cellar has two clubs. So they have the Comedy Cellar, and then they have uh, I, I believe it's called like the Village Underground or something like that. So, and that's like right around the corner. So. Ray, being who he is, he, you know, from Queens, he started in the Comedy Cellar. He went to the Comedy Cellar first and did part of his act there. So he did part of the act at, you know, at the at the Comedy Cellar. Boom. Did part of it there. Then he left and uh, walked around the corner and did the rest of his act. And the camera followed him from the, you know, from the stage to the, you know, to the streets, walking in the streets, walking to the club, like, it was, it just felt, it felt very, very, uh, it felt not, what is, what is the word I'm looking for, it, it was very, very authentic, felt really organic, um, almost like it was shot in one shot, and you know it wasn't, but it just, it felt that way, it was so good, and the, and the stand-up was great, it's not like Ray Romano's on, you know, saying some, like, you know, some thought-provoking jokes, but man, his jokes are so well thought out, and they're crisp, and they're sharp, and he executes them, and he delivers them perfectly, he, like, he knows his material so well, it was amazing to watch, I watched it maybe four times, it's great, and I'm gonna keep on watching it, because it's inspiring, it's, 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 it's stand-up in its purest form, I absolutely love it, the material, um, the way he attacked it, the way he handled it, the way he uh, was on the stage, his stage presence. Ray Romano is a stand-up comedian, and it is awesome. It was great. And the ending is what really got me, because he had his family uh, upstairs when he went to, the, when he went to the, uh, the Village Underground or the Comedy Underground. I don't want to get the name wrong, but either way, you can watch a special and you can watch it yourself. Um, so his family was upstairs, and, you know... Um, as soon as he was done, he goes upstairs and then they walk out, you know, his family and, uh, they go get pizza. And like, as they're walking on the street, um, he's introducing his family to you. Like, you know, this is, you know, this is the good one. You know, he had jokes about the good one. That's his daughter. He's like, these are the two, you know, these are the two with, you know, with the cones. Cause he has identical twins. Um, and they're there. And he's like, this is, you know, the ordained minister. He has a young, he has a young son. Um, I think he's like 17 and his his youngest son is six five, biggest shit. Plays basketball, ordained minister. And he's like, you know, introducing everybody, and then he's introducing his wife, and then he's just like, "What? You guys want to go get some pizza?" And they're just talking about his set. They're like, "Yo, like, you know, that was good. There was that all oh, that one joke, you know, really, really, really. They really laughed at that one. It's like, oh yeah, which one? And and it just ends with them eating pizza. Like it's very, very, very New York, very stand up." Very, very fucking funny. Very good. So check that out, please. All right. One of my favorites on Netflix. Uh, they got they finally finally put it out one day at a time. My sitcom shit. You know what I'm saying? My sitcom, Rita Moreno. I'm a Rita Moreno fan. I West Side Story. I that's my shit. Okay. Don't judge me. That's my shit. All right. <laughs> and it's great. It's great. Um, 
my thing is, I mean, I finished it, you know, 13 episodes. I finished it quick. It was very good. What they did, uh, they kind of got into uh, um, relapse this season. You know, one of the one of the main characters, uh, Schneider. He he is eight years clean, alcohol. You know, from alcohol and drugs, and all of a sudden, Schneider's father comes back into town, and Schneider falls off the wagon, and it's like you know he got to get back, you know, back into rehab and back into you know the classes and all. It was very, it's very, it's very good. My thing is this, um, Netflix, you all have steered right into the skid for the LGBTQ community. And I'm not mad at it, but I'm saying is I think people are not going to like that too much. Um, it's just it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a lot. Don't get me wrong. I already know that, uh, you know, you know, the daughter on the show, she's gay and. You know, she has the girlfriend, and it's like, they're just really, they're really going in with it this season. And that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. What I'm saying is, in my opinion, I think you all might lose a little bit of viewings because people are stupid and people are so ignorant, and um, America is still America, and we are not all there yet. You know what I mean? We're just not all there yet. Um so maybe I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, you know, cut back on it. I get what you're doing. I I, I appreciate it. I, I I don't mind it one bit. I'm here for it. What I'm saying is it's brave that you all did that because I think that you all know that you're gonna lose a little bit of views, but it doesn't doesn't that doesn't matter to you. And I'm I respect that. So all right, Netflix, I see you. Okay, this was one of my favorites this week. It wasn't the favorite. But it was one of my favorites. Uh, Umbrella Academy, the new show on Netflix, the superhero show about the dysfunctional family. Um, seven brothers and sisters. Uh, their father dies. They're all in different places in the world. They come back and they're basically finding out different stories about their life and their childhood and all this stuff. And the action is fucking crazy. The show is TV 14. The way that the action plays out, you wouldn't think that it's TV-14. This shit is raw. I fucking love it. There's one brother, I think he's like the oldest, and he got stuck in time because he could jump, you know what I'm saying? He could teleport. He can jump, you know, jump through time, jump through, you know, jump through walls, jump through whatever he wants. And uh, I think he jumped too far into the future or something, and he's like a grown-ass man stuck in a 13-year-old's body. So it's interesting watching this kid be, you know, be play 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 a grown man. It's very good. It's really good. Mary J. Blige is in it. She's fucking raw. Just watch it. Umbrella Academy is dope. I'm only, what, four episodes in because it's just like, damn, I don't want to fucking binge this, man. I want to binge it so bad. It's so fucking good. So watch that shit. It's wonderful. Okay, this one fucked me up. Um, Abducted in Plain Sight, the documentary on there, on Netflix. Nigga, what is wrong with you white people? White people, what is wrong with you guys? This man... This random man was, you know, the neighbor, the neighbor of this, of this, of this family. He like manipulated his way into this family to the point that he literally abducted their child from them twice. And in plain sight is like the perfect title for this shit. It is nuts. This man is fucking crazy. My nigga, watch this show. I can't even like, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin because I, it's so like me and my girl watched it and we were just like, we were just stuck. Like what is happening? This is, none of this should have went down. Like you should never let some grown ass man get this close to your family. Like my nigga was sleeping in the bed with the girl. Like, what? what is happening? Like, there's a part in this movie, in this documentary, this is how you know this shit is fucked up. This man was just a manipulator. He, he, had, he, he was involved with 
both of the husband and wife. He was involved with both of them. Let me explain. There was a point in the movie where he had picked up the husband and he was talking about something with his wife and uh, he's just like, oh, you know, my wife's not giving me sex. And he like pulls over into like some random, you know, like a parking lot somewhere type thing. And he looks at this dude and he's just like, Ah, oh, you know, I need, I, I definitely, I, you know, want some sex right now. Could you help me out a little bit? And the dude jerked him off. It's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And when the guy was telling the story, he just broke down in tears because it's like, yo, I can't even believe I did that. Like, it was, it's one of the things I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of understand how he could do it i wouldn't do this shit nobody no nobody's gonna let this somebody get this close to them let alone manipulate them like this to that point um uh, a, a man like this of this of like of, th- of this type of person he can talk his way and do whatever he wants and like it's one of the things like maybe it was like the guy was caught up in the moment he didn't know what was happening and he was just like uh okay, and he just did it, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, but it's fucking wild, then the woman, uh, the guy, the, uh, the wife, you know, the husband and wife, like I said, then he was fucking the wife for, like, eight months, mind you, he took the woman's daughter from him, from them, like, nigga, yo, when he took the daughter the first time, he did this whole fucking, he made this whole crazy story, like, he picked a girl up, clearly he drugged her, they wake up, they're in some random trailer, and uh, the girl wakes up, and there's like, there's a voice box next to her, and in the voice box, there's like, this voice that sounds like aliens or something, and there's these, and all of a sudden, she thinks that she got abducted, and then sent back here, and they're like, yo, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, your family's gone, this is what, you know, this and that, and what you have to do is to keep humanity going, you have to, you know, get with this man, you have to get with him, you have to, you know, reproduce with him, like, you have to do that with this guy, and this guy, he, he planned the whole entire thing, and had this girl, this little fucking 12-year-old girl, for years, thinking that she had to be, that she was part of this bigger mission, and, like, it's one of them things, like, yo, oh, just, mm. I can I can talk about this shit all day. This shit blew my mind. It blew my melon, yo. This abducted in plain sight was nuts, my nigga. Watch it. Holy shit. Holy shit, man. I can't believe that stuff. Like, the fact that it happened twice, the fact that he did it twice in front of them, it's like, nigga, what? Yo, yo. Watch it. Just watch it. Good Lord. Okay. Um, they put out another one, Netflix, High Flying Bird. Uh, it's like a basketball movie about uh, the time about the lockout and this one guy is trying to basically get drafted into the league, but the league is in the lockout right now and they're like, yo, fuck it, we're going to like make our own league type of thing. Not going to lie, it was well-directed, you know, the angles, everything like that. I understood everything they were doing, but the movie as a whole, kind of boring, just saying. It's slow it's a slow one you can watch it but it's it's a slow burn and it and 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 then even at the end it's like uh, that wasn't that wasn't that big of a flame and it's short too so you can move through it like that all right last one before i get into the one that i really want to talk about because i'm gonna talk about it (laughs) big mouth put out a uh valentine's day special my furry valentine it is excellent it's 45 minutes it's basically two episodes in one absolutely great absolutely great i love everything about it in this episode they did like a thing with all they had all the different uh teens um like doing like a documentary style interview like oh when did you know with the hormone monsters like so when did you meet the hormone monster well we met like you know around this time and you know we it's very funny it's very good just watch it big mouth is one of the best cartoons period it's wonderful so yeah, get into that. Okay, Hulu. Hulu has a new one. It's called Pen15. Nigga. Watch this show, okay? Watch it. 
I've watched it twice through now. It is everything. It is middle school in a nutshell. I loved it. It's about these two be- these two girls are best friends, and they are going into eighth grade, and uh, eighth grade in the year two thousand. You know what I'm saying? And it's super super nostalgic. The clothes that they're wearing, the way that they talk, um, everything that's happening. This show is so good. It's so full of heart. It's so full of joy. And it's so fucking funny, and it's also very fucking real, and the show has got me a few times. It's absolutely hilarious, like, you know, the episode when a girl, you know, first masturbates for the first time. The first episode alone, um, the girl, you know, what she had to deal with on the first day of school, like, the school dance, you know, friend, you know, the first friend fight, all, excuse me, it is, it is middle school, but it's middle school for people like like me, like myself, who grew up in the year two, who was going to school in the two thousands. You know, talking on a phone, like on an actual phone. You know, AOL, getting a screen name, joining chat rooms. Like it is absolutely everything. It's super duper authentic. But oh my gosh, is it good? It's just full of heart. It's full. It makes you smile. It makes you happy. It's one of it's the nostalgia that this show spews out is incredible. And I feel it every time I watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's just amazing. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it for the spoilers this week. All right. Let's get right into the news. What do you say? ABC orders a pilot for a new legal drama produced by 50 Cent. Yeah, 50 Cent's going to be on a, doing the ABC thing now. It's going to be a new legal drama uh, that describes a uh, as a specialized legal... Uh, I can't read my handwriting. I'm sorry. We're already doing that this, this year. We can't read my handwriting. I thought you'd think I'd get better at writing my handwriting. No, no, it doesn't. It's just this. Uh, a legal... Uh, Specialized legal and fa- uh, family drama about a prisoner who becomes a lawyer and takes cases for other inmates while fighting to overturn his own life sentence for a crime he didn't commit. And obviously, 50's going to be executive producer. I- I'm here for it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. 50 gets money. I can't, I can't be mad at it. Uh, NBA young boy, he was arrested in Atlanta for possession of marijuana, use of fighting words, and physical obstruction. And uh, he was with his baby mama in a hotel room, and um, they both got arrested. So who knows? Police reportedly did a wellness check on Chris Brown after he posted his address on social media last week. Uh, you know, Chris Brown and Offset, they exchanged some words on social media, and then Chris Brown posted up, like, yo, nigga, you know, there's my address, pull up. And they was like, whoa, nigga, hey, that's that's your real address, chill. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, who knows. I'm, I'm sure he's fine, though. I'm sure he's fine now. Mystical is released from prison after posting a $3 million bond. Um, in the rape case, uh, the money came from an uh, advance for a new record deal and money also raised by his family and friends. And he is free until his pending trial in May. So he probably going to just be out now. That's fine. Usher and Rich the Kid, they were involved in uh, a studio attack, apparently. Not sure what happened, but people from their entourage were robbed and pistol whipped. Nobody was hurt. And 10 shots rang out in the studio. Uh, I'm not sure what was going on. Who knows? But niggas was out there. Ted Cruz wants El Chapo, um, who was recently convicted. He wants him to fund the wall. Nigga, what? (laughs) El Chapo was found guilty this week on all 10 counts. And uh, the prosecutors are seeking... Uh, 14 billion in drug profits and other assets from El Chapo, uh, which Ted Cruz says should go towards funding the wall. Uh, okay, Ted Cruz, you can eat a dick early in the episode, my guy. <laughs> 
Blackish. They're gonna have a prequel based on Tracy Ellis Ross's character, Rainbow. Oh, they're killing it right now. Um, ABC's been eyeing it for a little bit, and uh, the current season, um, season is on right now. They actually have an episode uh, which is scheduled to come out in March. Um, that is basically gonna serve as the pilot for this prequel. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, no deals have been set yet, but uh, we'll see what happens. Truth be told, they're killing it with Grownish. Uh, then you have Blackish, and then to have a prequel, why not? I think it'd be great. They're Blackish is one of the best shows on TV. So I'm here for it, definitely. Uh, Lyft, they uh, were doing um, something interesting, I think, this this Lyft was doing. They will be celebrating Black History Month with free rides to Black History Museums and memorial sites or Black-owned businesses. Now, my thing is, how many people really use this? You know what I mean? Like, how many people went on Lyft and was like, we're going to the Blacks and Wax Museum today. Let's go, you know? We're going to go to the African American Museum, you know, the Museum of African American History in D.C. today. Let's do it. Like, I don't think people are actually doing it. You know what? Where they have the cocoa butter? Is it cocoa butter? They have it at that black-owned business? Okay, we're going to go to that black-owned business. I want to know what people actually did this. That's my thing. Who actually did it? I don't know, but we'll see. NAACP Image Awards are coming on soon, and the nominees have been uh, announced from Sinai Lathan, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Jesse Smollett, nigga, psh, Chadwick Boseman, Donald Glover, you know, the list goes on and on, Jay-Z, Rian, uh, Regina King, all that stuff, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, 20-year-old aspiring rapper Willie Bo was gunned down by California police. Um, six officers opened fire on a North Cali native after he was found asleep in his car at a Taco Bell. Yeah, at a drive-thru. Um, the employees at Taco Bell, they called up and they said he seemed uh, slumped over in the car. Not sure how slumped over gives people the the permission to be like, oh, shoot. But that's what they did. Jesse Smollett, he sits down for his first interview since his attack, and he sat down with ABC News, Good Morning America, gave a whole detailed story about what happened and all that, and uh, yeah, so more on that next week. <laughs> Nickelodeon is going to revive all that with the Keenan as the uh, executive producer, it's going to be an all-new cast, and uh, it expects some of the former cast members to mix in, to mix in and make appearances. So I'm here for it. I wasn't all that stan. I'm definitely going to watch it 100%. Like, why not? All right. A lawyer claims there is a new tape of R. Kelly having sex with an underage girl. Look, man, I'm going to keep it real simple. Lock R. Kelly up, throw away the key, R. Kelly cannot come back out. That's it. Like, fuck all this other shit, man. Fuck all that. R. Kelly, lock him up and leave him there. That's it. Lock him up and walk away. That's what you do. That's what you do to R. Kelly. That's it. Demi Lovato has checked herself back into rehab in Hawaii. Uh, she admitted herself shortly after people attacked her on social media for a post she made about the ICE arrest of 21 Savage. Yeah, she made a dumb joke. It was a dumb joke. And, uh, you know, people was coming at her. And Demi, Demi threw some of that energy back out there. Like, you know, she threw something at Wale. Like, oh, Wale's just mad because he slid in my DMs, you know, a few years ago. And Wale was just like, hey, sis. Look, I hope you good, all right? I hope you good out here. Um, it ain't even about all that shit, but, you know, God bless you, basically. <laughs> Niggas, they attacked Demi. Demi was like, you know what? I'm going to go back into rehab because y'all about to make me relapse. That's a bad relapse joke, but I thought it was funny, whatever. <laughs> uh, the police... They arrested the Jesse Smollett potential suspects for the battery, and the two men are brothers, the black guys, um, police. Uh, they seized, you know, a large amount of evidence, including multiple bottles of bleach, blah, blah, blah. 
like I said, again, more on that next week. <laughs> Colin, he has reached his settlement with the NFL. Colin Kaepernick has finally, they they, they gave him his bread. Uh, this man made 150 mil in the settlement. So salute to Colin. Um, he can go do whatever the fuck he wants now. He can put that money all. He gonna, you know what Colin gonna do? Colin gonna fuck around, open up a school like LeBron James. He gonna do something like that. I guarantee you. Cause wow, you know what I'm saying? 150 mil is a lot of money. Okay, it's a lot of money. So he can do whatever. Salute to you, Colin. I'm still not watching the NFL because you're not playing in it. So. I'm still off the NFL, but uh, it's great that you won that one that with that 150, bro. For real, uh, Ja Rule says he's planning an iconic musical event, uh, musical festival, uh, following the Fire Festival disaster. He claims he hasn't watched either documentary. I know you lying, nigga. I know you lying, but he wants to make it happen. Ja Rule, be quiet, okay? Go sit down. Go do your shows somewhere. And stop this whole music festival thing. Just stop. All right. We niggas don't care. All right. That's that's the best thing I can tell you right now. <laughs> the NBA, this was dope. I just I had to put this here. They will uh be launching a twelve team basketball league in Africa. Yeah. Set to come out, uh set to launch twenty twenty. Uh, the teams will play from Angola, Egypt, Kenya, Morocco, Nigeria, Rwanda, Senegal, South Africa, and uh, Tunisia. And it will be the first league outside of North America, which I think is fucking dope. And Obama will also be a part of the league. I don't know what he's going to do, but I, I feel like niggas just like throwing Obama in things and be like, Obama doing it. And it's like, all right, well, nigga, I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? That's just, well, well is Obama going to be there? All right, I'm going then. I'll go. Uh, is Obama is Obama part of that? All right, I'll watch. Okay, I'll do that. That's 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 how you know that's 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 niggas for you. I'm not mad at it one bit. I'm here for it. Salute to Obama, salute to the NBA for doing something huge like opening up a league in Africa. My god, man, that's fucking amazing. It really is amazing. So that's it, man. I saw the news this week. Not that bad, right? Not that bad. Let's get into these singles. You know how we get down. We got That's Fire. We got Oh Shit. We got The Burbs. And we got The Ugly Face. I also have put in a new category called I Don't Like It slash Not For Me, Dog. Because sometimes it's not for me. Now, this week, I don't have nothing in here that I don't like or not for me. So we good this week. But I just wanted to throw that in there for you because it's coming. Sooner or later, it's coming. <laughs> okay, that's fire this week. We got Aaron Ray, my nigga, put out a song called Roses. Super fucking fire. I like Aaron Ray a lot. He's dope. Juicy J put out Let Me See featuring Kevin Gates and Lil Skies. That shit is fire. The video is fire. I like that joint a lot. Quail Chris put out Guns. Looking forward to his new uh, his new project. That shit is hot. This this shit is fire for like wow. Nipsey Hussle put out Racks in the Middle featuring my man Roddy Rich. Fire. And it's the first single that Nipsey put out this year. Love it. I love it. It's been a year since Victory Lap. Still playing Victory Lap. And we playing Victory Lap five years, ten years from now. It's one of those type of albums. This shit is hard. All right? That's all you need to know. T-Pain put out a new one called All I Want. That shit's fire. Okay? T-Pain's new album is going to be something to be fucked with. Everybody need to be prepared for it. Like, for real, though. It's going to be good. All right. Oh, shit. This week. We got Cardi B put out a new song with Bruno Mars called Please Me. Please me, baby. You know, I don't want to tease me, baby. That shit is hard, nigga. Oh, shit. It sneaks up on you. Got that Got that Jodeci feel to it. Got that 90s feel to it. It's good. Very good. Tyus put out How Far. Very good. Like, oh, shit. Young M.A. put out Stubborn Ass. I like that joint. Oh, shit. Kaylani, she put out Butterfly. Yeah. Kaylani's album, that, that mixtape she about to drop next week, 
Mm-hmm. Be prepared. Be prepared for real. Uh, Quinn and Black, they put out mushroom chocolate, and that shit's going to sneak up on you. It's like, oh, shit, it's going to sneak up on you. The Burbs this week, let's go to the Burbs. We got Rex Orange County, put out a new one. It's my guy, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's called New House, got a great feel, great vibe. I can't wait for Rex Ryan, uh, Rex Orange County's new album. It's going to be very good. Young Blood put out 11 Minutes featuring Travis Barker. Travis Barker ripped them drums, you already know. Levan Kaylee, uh, Levan Callie put out Something Wrong, like Something Wrong. It's very good. Lizzo put out Cause I Love Ya. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm a Lizzo fan. I like that Lizzo. She good, man. She's good and she fine. So I like it. I'm here for it. Sarah Borelli's, she put out fire, 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 that shit is hard, that's all you need to know, ah, fuck with that, yes I do, all right, lastly, the ugly face this week, Gary Clark Jr. put out another one, what about us, oh lord, I'm telling you, prepare for next week, cause that Gary Clark album is gonna be crazy, I'm telling you, T.I. put out a new one called Fuck Nigga. It's all about Floyd, and we'll get into that later. But yeah, make you make an ugly face for sure. <laughs> P.J. Morton put out Say So featuring JoJo. That shit is sexy, fucking ugly face. Make you want to go take down your woman. It's wonderful. Salam Remy put out Find My Love featuring Nas and Amy Winehouse. Very dope song. Uh, Amy Winehouse, deep cut shit. Very fucking dope. And lastly, my favorite from this week was John Legend put out a new one called Preach. Very fucking, it's a, a mate. Very good. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Let's get into the videos this week, shall we? All right. Wiz and Currency, they still doing their thing. They put out the Forever Ball video, hard, love the album, still playing the album. You already know what it is. Maya put out the With You video. Video's boring, but Maya's fine, so that's why I put it there. Uh -huh. Problem put out Busy featuring uh, featuring uh, Ruchi. Uh, yeah, Ruchi. I think, that's, I think that's how you say it, Ruchi. Uh, another one of those quick strike joints, you know, just showcasing uh the album showcasing the people that he had featured on the album really dope again problem s2 one of the most underrated albums that came out last year i'm telling you listen to it it's good it's 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 really good young dolph put out the on god video that was out there in london super dope super raw i love young dolph you already know young ma put out the stubborn ass video uh, with her, with her, with her boo thing, Bernice. They both looked great, and Bernice is fine. And the video had like a nice little story to it, like that. Jim Jones put out Crystal Occasions. What's dope about this video is Jim Jones did this video uh, at the um, at the Rock Nation at the uh, at the brunch. He filmed the video there at the brunch, which is hard. That's some hard shit. So yeah. Normani put out the Waves video featuring Black. Very good song. Very dope video. Um, Buddy put out the Cubicle video featuring O3 Greedo. Free O3, you already know. Um, very good. Internet James put out Memories. Dope video. Mike Will Made It put out the Killing With Success video. Funny video. I enjoyed that one. So check that out. There's only one video this week for a Who's Man's is this, and that is my man Rico Love put out a video called Shine. It's just like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally how I felt when I was watching it, too. It was like, oh, whatever, nigga. All right, albums this week, not a lot. I mean, not a lot. You know, you, you, you know, how, you know how 2019 has been going this year, so I'm going to just give you what I got here, and that's it. India Irie, she put out a new one called Worthy. It's kind of slow, but it's India Irie. She's singing. Um, the songs are full of life. It's just kind of boring at times, but it's good. It's very good. It's not bad. It's just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Betty Who put out uh, Betty, pop shit, if you like that type of thing. It kind of, you know, gets redundant a little bit, but it's cool. And then uh, Quinn XC. Uh, the second he put out from Michigan with love, and that's just fine as well. 
Okay, Suburban Raw this week, Casanova and 30 Rock, they put out Free at Last EP, hard, that shit is hard, man, I like all six, I like all six songs on that joint, that shit is hard, I'm, I'm fucking with that, Zarface and Ghostface, uh, they put out Zarface meets Ghostface, it's dope, um, the beats are raw, super raw, uh, some of the some of the some of the songs are raw. Ghostface is not really the same Ghostface anymore, but them beats they go hard. Papoose put out underrated, and honestly, it's an underrated album. It's good, raw. It's very good. It's still dope. Papoose can still rap, so you should you should, you should listen to it. And then we got my man Burner and Mozzie. They put out uh, slimy individuals. And that shit is dope as fuck, yo. Surprisingly, really fucking good. So yeah, check that out as well. All right, lastly for this week, Suburban Dope. We only got one uh, Phil Day. Well, now his name is just Day. Put out Always Something EP, and every song starts with the word something, and it's dope. That's all you need to know, man. It's dope as shit, bro. It's super fucking good. That's it. That's it. That's it. See, we moving this week. We moving. It's, you know, stuff happened. Stuff was going on. Shit went down, but we still here. You know what I mean? So let's get into story time this week. All right. So <clears throat> watching Pen15, like I said, there was an episode um, that triggered something that happened to me in, when I was, you know, 13. And uh, I wanted to talk about it because I was just like, damn, I remember that shit. I remember that feeling. I remember, like, I didn't, I remember not understanding exactly what was happening. Um, all right. So uh, I, went to a, I went to a summer camp um, the summer of eighth grade, you know, going into high school. Went to this summer camp. It was called, uh, <coughs> it's a Christian camp called Camp Sunshine. It was a dope-ass camp. You know what I mean? I was with, you know, I was with the teenage kids, so every day we would go somewhere, you know what I mean, whether it be a different pool or something, you know, something cool, the movies, uh, I remember the sleep, the sleepover that, uh, the sleepover joint they had, we went to King's Dominion, um, one year, another year, I went twice, another year we went to, uh, Six Flags, Great Adventure out in Jersey, uh, Nitro was the new roller coaster there, like, that's how you know how old that shit was, but it was dope, you know, and I remember they had this talent show thing that they were doing, uh, one day at the camp, because we would always do things in the morning, we'd always do different things and go-karts and all that in the morning, and then, like, at 12, at like lunchtime or like 11, we would leave, go do something for the day, then come back and then boom, the day's over, you know? And one day they had this talent show. And uh, each, you know, each counselor, you know, had to do something, uh, had, you know, each each counselor, you know, we took our, you know, took our group of people and they... Uh, we would all have to do something on the stage, you know, the talent show. Everybody had to be involved. And so uh, my counselor, he was this big black guy. I remember, I think his name was Demetrius, I think. He was cool. He was cool. And they wanted to do um, a comedy, like a comedy sketch. That's what, that's, what, that's what my group wanted to do. Now, I was all about it. I'm into it. I'm ready. Let's do this. This is this could be fun, all that stuff. And... It was, um, <clears throat> we were doing, uh, I think it was different superheroes that we were doing. And uh, I forgot exactly what was happening um, on the stage, but it was, I remember, I remember the premise was every, was people were playing different superheroes and uh, we were trying to save this, this girl, um, you know, and every each superhero would come in and be like, oh, I could, you know, I can save you and, you know, do this. And it's like, no, I can save you like that type of thing. Right. And uh, I think it was like maybe four of us that like, you know, were part of it. And then everybody else was like, I think it was like eight people in my like group. And the other four people were like, you know, extras and did extra things. And we each had a different superhero. Well, like, you know, the ones that wanted to be superheroes. I definitely want to be a superhero. And it was fun. You know, you, oh, you know, you got to put this together, figure out what kind of superhero you want to be, all that stuff. And 
they came up with a superhero for me. And the superhero was Ghetto Man. Yes, the superhero's name was Ghetto Man. And, um, yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I'm 13 years old, you know, 14 years old. I'm like, yeah, I'm, let's do it. I'm Ghetto Man, right? So um, my, my powers were that I can, um, I could heal people. Uh, heal people's ashiness by putting, you know, lotion on them and things like that. Uh, and uh, I, I, I also put on a do-rag. Um, I put on a do-rag because I was like part of my cape. I didn't I didn't wear a cape. My do-rag was my cape. Um, and uh, and I would, you know, I sagged my pants a little bit and um my 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 like defense mechan uh my, oh my kryptonite thing was grape drink that was my kryptonite was grape drink and i remember this because i remember doing it and everybody was laughing and oh this is so funny and i had fun doing it and it was great and uh it was cool and then i got off the stage and my counselor comes up to me and he was like, I know you have fun. I know that was cool for you and all that. I know you, you know, you, you know, that was, that was, that was great. And he was like, but that was offensive as shit, man. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, yo, your character was named Ghetto Man and you had lotion and you were saving the world by healing people's ashiness, and you had a do-rag on, and your kryptonite was grape drink, and, like, he's looking at me with this face, because he was probably, like, in his 20s, you know, and he's looking at me with this face like, you don't, you don't see it, do you? And I really didn't at 14. I did not see it at all, you know? And... I remember it because, you know, even like the people, um, you know, the friends I had at the camp, like everybody thought it was so funny and, oh man, you know, you should, you should wear the do-rag every day and, oh, you know, hey, watch out for the grape drink, Andrew, you don't want to drink the grape drink, you know, and, oh man, do you guys really put on lotion every day? Like, you really have to put on lotion every day and you, you, your, your skin really gets that ashy and, man, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. How's your hair get like that? Did you, did you brush it that way? And it's, it was a lot and I never experienced anything like that before. Being where I came from in Columbia, Maryland, I never, I never dealt with anything like this ever. But that move in the summertime when we moved, all of a sudden things started getting different, and it started with that camp. And I'll never forget that because this episode of Pen Fifteen um, that made me think of that. They did that to this girl. They were doing a uh, a school project in uh, for school. For the class, and they had to make a video, and they wanted to do, uh, they wanted to be Spice Girls for the video, and the one girl, her name is Maya, and she is Asian, and they were telling Maya that she can be uh, the person, uh, well, one, they wanted Maya to be Scary Spice, they wanted her to be Scary Spice first, because like, you know, Maya, you're tan, you know, you're brown, you can be Scary Spice, you know, that type of thing, and then there was a part in the video where they have these people come, like, they had this person come over to them and, like, give them, like, a drink. And they were like, Maya, you can be, you know, you can be the waiter, Maya. You can be the waiter because, you know, because you're, because you're tan and, you know, and, you, you know, it's like, it's like a Mexican. You can be like a Mexican. Like, you know, all these little white girls are laughing and, you know, you, you can see it in Maya's face. Um, She's kind of like, ha ha. And then, like, you know, you see her friend and her friend's you know, her best friend is who's a white girl. They're looking like, right. And like, they're playing it out and they're like telling her to like slouch down and like, you know, serve like this and talk like this and, you know, be basically be a fucking character. And 
when Maya and uh, her friend they go to dinner and they're talking about what they you know they're talking about what they did in the school and Maya's brother and her friend were like yo uh, Maya's brother and his friend they were look they like you know they're hearing her say the thing they're like yo that's just mad racist man like that's 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 racist as fuck like y'all let that happen and then his friend he looked at uh uh he looked at Maya's friend and he was like yo you fucked up for letting that shit go down like that shit's super racist and then left them girls sitting there like what and that feeling when I saw that shit and then like the shit that went down after like you know I'm not gonna I don't want to explain too much because I want you all to go watch pen 15 it's absolutely incredible um but that episode I cried that episode just because it triggered something in me. Like, all of a sudden, I completely forgot about that shit at summer camp. You know what I mean? Like, I put that shit in the back of my head, and I just, I left it there. And I'm watching this shit now, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, why is this bothering me? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why do I feel so much right now? What is happening to me? And then it just hit me. I was like, oh, shit, that happened to me. At that at that age, and that's why Pen Fifteen is amazing because it makes you it makes you it brings you back into that thing. But yeah, man, that was the most uh, that was the first time I think I can honestly say I experienced uh, racism like intentionally, like in my face, and uh, it wasn't like you know like it's like the racism that you know that we see now. It's like oh no, that's not racist. It's funny, right? Because you know that's how you guys are. And it's like nah, that's racist as shit, my nigga. Like. I'm playing a character called Ghetto Man. I'm I have a do rag on my head, and I'm 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 walking around saying lotion anyone, and that's funny, but this is super racist right now. <laughs> this is super fucking racist, <laughs> and that shit fucked me up a little bit to the point that I just put it in the back of my head and said I don't I don't care about that. I'm get that out of here. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's uh, that's the story time today. I just want to share that. Maybe maybe one of you have experienced something like that too, or maybe you went through something like that and you didn't think it was that, and it's like you look back on it now and it's like, oh shit, that is what that was. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but yeah. Anyway, one more thing before I get out of here. You know what it is, man. You know what it be, man. Uh, Payless is closing all their stores, so that's just a reminder to you all, uh, go get your shoes, go get whatever you want, it's at Payless, it's there, so yeah, make that happen. Soldier Boy in Black China, they're dating, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, man, who, what, you know what? We're just going to go to eat a dick. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that shit. I don't even know what to do. Like, what the fuck is this? What the? Who is Black Child? I don't know. I don't know. Lastly, eat a dick this week. Floyd Mayweather, I don't say you necessarily have to eat a dick. Um, I, cause Just because this whole, this whole Gucci thing. Look, I'm going to keep it real with y'all, man. There's no need for me to boycott Gucci and boycott... Montclair and boycott all these other big companies because I don't I can't I don't wear this shit to begin with I can't afford this shit you get what I'm saying if I can't afford it I'm not buying it therefore I don't need to boycott it because that sounds fucking dumb I don't have Gucci on my body I don't know what the like what I, I I'm not the type of nigga to be wearing Gucci now if I get something maybe down the line you know years from now and I can afford some designer shit maybe I'll maybe I'll cop maybe I will but I can't cop no Gucci so I really don't give a fuck about boycotting Gucci my thing is with these companies is you niggas know what the fuck you're doing so stop it it's fucking dumb it's this shock culture that we're that we're dealing with in life and it's fucking stupid and Floyd Mayweather my nigga you stupid so I don't even need it like you don't necessarily need to eat a dick I just want you to know that you're stupid okay you're stupid and I get it you can do what you want I understand that you can do whatever you want Floyd go in there buy all the Gucci do all that but understand what the fuck you buying that's what I'm saying and if you don't understand what the fuck you buying then you stupid 
That's just what it is. And Floyd Mayweather's stupid. He's a great athlete, but he's stupid. So I don't think we need to be mad at Floyd. Like, oh, fuck Floyd, yo. And fuck Gucci. Nah, fuck Floyd for buying all that Gucci. Nigga, Floyd gonna do whatever the fuck Floyd wanna do. If Floyd wanna go buy the Gucci, let him go buy the Gucci. What I'm saying is understand who you're giving your money to. And if you understand who you're giving your money to, then are you sure you want to buy it? But Floyd's the type of nigga, he's stupid and he's ignorant. So it doesn't matter to him. So just leave, like Floyd, whatever, leave that nigga alone. Katy Perry, I don't know who the fuck told you to make shoes. These shoes are fucking ugly. These shoes are fucking disgusting, Katy Perry. What the actual fuck are these shoes? Your shoes look like a Picasso painting. They're ugly. They're really, really ugly. And they're blackface the fuck up. And they're at Walmart. I don't know who the fuck was buying them. But Katy Perry, eat a dick, man. How dare you make them ugly ass shoes and try to sell them? Bitch, I don't even care about the blackface. Bitch, these shoes are ugly. My nigga, who's who, who you, you, Katy Perry, you're not even going to wear those shoes. That's how ugly they are. You're not going to wear those. They're fucking disgusting. They are. They are. And I don't know why you green light, you did, oh yeah, put that through. Yeah, I like those, put that through. I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you wore them, but let me tell you something. You all know what you're doing. You white people aren't stupid. What I'm saying is, why? Why? Why continue to do this shit? Are you trying to let us know that you don't want us to buy the shit? We, we don't, look, look, I can't afford the shit. I don't want to buy it, all right? Katy Perry, I'm definitely not buying your fucking shoes, even, and I can afford them motherfuckers. I wouldn't buy them because they're fucking ugly. But the blackface thing behind it, and the Gucci with the sweater, the blackface sweater, like, my nigga, that sweater is not even, it's not even dope. Like, it's not even a cool sweater. Like, that sweater is fucking ugly. Like, what is this? Why do you all do this? Doesn't make any sense to me. I just want you all to figure that out with your lives, man, because this shit is stupid. <laughs> this shit is dumb, my nigga. This is dumb now. It's becoming ridiculous. And it's every every year now around Black History Month, another company comes out with some dumb shit, some more stupid shit's going down. And it's just like, yo, we're over it. Like, this is ridiculous. We're fucking over it, man. Just cut it out. For real. It's dumb. Blackface this, blackface that. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Niggas don't have time for this shit no more, yo. Like, for real. This is stupid. All y'all can eat a dick, man. Put your money into black-owned businesses if that's how you really feel out here, man. That's what the fuck I'm saying. There's a lot of great black-owned black designers out here. There's a lot of them. Why aren't you niggas wearing that? You want to wear the Gucci. You want to wear them ugly-ass Balenciagas. You want to wear that shit. It's fucking ugly. All of it. Put on some black-owned shit. Represent for us. Don't boycott Gucci because it's like, man, fuck Gucci. Nigga, y'all shouldn't even be wearing Gucci to begin with. Go find some real shit. Go find some black-owned shit. All right? This is dumb now. So we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying. You know what it is, man. Andrew Barrow, Suburban Dope. You know where to find me. Follow me. Uh, find, uh, yeah, follow me on the Instagram, at Suburban Dope. Follow me on the Twitter, at Suburban underscore Dope. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I am now on all the platforms, all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, uh, TuneIn, Breaker, uh to pocket cast like i'm everywhere spotify stitcher i'm out here i'm out here so that's all i gotta say to that one i'll be back at you guys next week you know what it is andrew barrow suburban dope thank you for listening peace